How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Good morning, everybody. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. You can catch us on either Sports Radio 1250 a.m. or 105.7 FM, The Fan. If you missed any part of today's show or last week's show or the week before, just go to 1057fmthefan.com and podcast us. Or if you're in an area that uh, you don't get reception really good, you can always listen to us live. What is that, Greg, again? You can stream it on. You can go to 1057fmthefan.com and stream it live that way. Yep. You can also download the 1057fm the fan app on your smartphone. It's in the app store or google play store all right and, and then when you go online yeah. for 1057fmthefan.com if you don't listen to it live you can go to fan on demand click on cutting edge outdoors and you can catch it that way there you go and you can either email us live during the show at ceo guys at yahoo.com or give us a call at 414-799-1250 and with any questions comments or whatever and your hosts of course as usual is Deluxe Danny Bush on my left, and I am Tommy the True Newbauer, and Greg Janik is our illustrious producer. Hey, Greg, uh, to to stream it, do you then like sign up as a on a? Is there like a sign up process? Nope, nope. You don't have to do anything. All you got to do is when you go on uh, 1057fmthefan.com, you will see what's streaming live right now oh it shows it like right yep. up on top yep mm-hmm. all you gotta do is click on it and then you'll get the audio there might be a little probably about a 10 second delay but other than that you yeah get everything and, and if you and if you miss the show and you want to listen to it you just click on shows click on cutting edge outdoors click on shows click on cutting edge outdoors and it'll have first hour second hour yep or you can click uh on demand and once again search for cutting edge outdoors and it'll show same thing. Got yeah. it right there. Yeah. Oh, the reason I ask, I signed up for that bracket challenge, you know, back in March. Oh, yeah. And I had to log in and put my information and stuff. So, yeah, you don't have to do anything. Okay. Just log right onto the website and you're good to go. All right. Speaking of websites, people can also go on our web- website, which is ceoguys.com. 
Uh, you know what? You know, yesterday, you know what yesterday was, Danny? The day before today. Yeah. Friday. That too. Friday. It was Cinco de Mayo Day. Cinco de you know, Mayo. So many people think that Cinco de Mayo is for like the the Mexican independence. Yeah, and it's not. It's not. Oh no, it's not. It uh, the the I, Mexicans. I know what it was. In 1862, the Mexican army, a small Mexican army, defeated a much larger French force, and and won. And they celebrate that. Okay. Now, Cinco de Mayo here in the states. Uh, it's big here, but down in Mexico, it's not because it was a big battle that they won against the French, and that was about it. But then the French ended up taking Mexico they, well, City anyway. Well, yeah, they ended up winning the other battles. But this was one of those battles so, where you had like 500 guys against 5,000, and they won, you know? <laughs> so later on, the French ended up sinking their demayo. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, as and you all- said, the, the, hmm? the Mexicans that live in America or any Mexicans really don't care about. Really Cinco de Mayo. So no, it's just no. a bunch of Americans, just like St. Yeah. Patrick's Day. Just want to get who drunk. Who could give a rat's behind about the Irish who just want to get drunk. Yep. It's just another day to woo-hoo. Uh, pretty much. Sell a lot of tacos and, and, and whatever. If you, own a, if you own a Mexican restaurant in It's a good thing. Yeah. America, it's a, it's a great thing. thing. You can, you Cinco can, de Mayo special. You can Two play tacos, <laughs> 99 cents, mm-hmm. half-price margaritas. You can play to all the gringos. Mm-hmm. All the gringos come in and spend their greenbacks. Yep. yep. And today is a big day. The Kentucky Derby is today. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys are horse betters or not. A number oh, of years ago, I would. I Yeah, I'm big and, on horses. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mr. Ed was always well, my favorite. I'll tell you what. Last last <laughs> my year. My friend Flicka. Yeah, last, Silver. Last year, my son Nick down in Arizona, he he follows now, and, and this is a shameless plug for the guy, but he is good at it, Mark Belling. Mark Belling, he's on another radio station, yeah, I but he, to Mark Belling. yeah, he, he, he's really into the horse racing, right? And I didn't he, know get, that. and oh yeah, he owns horses too. He's in one of them conglomerates that owns horses that race and all that. Nice conglomerates, he, yeah. And he's, hey, and let's he's really... start a conglomerate. <laughs> Greg, we are a conglomerate. Well, let's get a horse. <laughs> let's start shopping for a horse. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. If anybody's got a slightly used <laughs> racehorse to sell, we're willing to. For a good deal. <laughs> anyway, so last year, now, and years ago, I would, be, you know, make a few bets on it, you know, with my no-name bookie friend. And, uh, you know, one year we won some. The next couple of years we didn't. Then we won a little bit. Then we did I stopped doing it, you know. Well, last year I should have done it because Belling's picks. Yeah. My son took his top four picks. Yeah. He won over $5,000. Really? And I said, why didn't I do it last year? So... Anyway, did you do it this year then? Yeah, I am gonna. I'm a, a whole twelve dollar bet. It's a whole twelve dollar bet. It's called what do they call those? Uh, exactas. You pick four horses, and if any of the two, and I mean, if any of the four come in first and second, you win the exacta, which well, is ex- not that big. Exacta. What do you exactly? What do you win? Well, it all depends on the odds of the horse. The long, the bigger the odds, the more it is. Like it, let's say two horses come in and one was three to one and one was five to one, it's not going to pay that much, you know, 30, 40, 50 bucks. But if they got longer odds, 12 to one, 15 to one, 20 to one, oh, yeah, then you could win a couple hundred dollars. So it all depends. I suppose I you had 20 horses in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, 20 horses. 20 horses. Hey, you know what? I'm going to here, I'm going to write this down, Greg. Right Ranges anyway, anywhere from four to one to. 80 to 1. So if you have 20 horses in the Kentucky Derby, 
How many possible orders of finishes are there? A lot. <laughs> I, I can't even. Twenty but, times nineteen times but, eighteen yeah. times seventeen yeah. times. 16. It's called a combination. Yeah. See, we're working on permutations yeah. and combinations in the ninth grade math class yeah. right now, and I'm so goddamn confused by it. It's making me nuts. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna call the no name bookie and see what his thoughts are. All right. Maybe yeah. I can. Maybe no I can. name bookie's always up. Hey, no there's, name there's bookie stuff. works. He's hey. tireless. Works round the clock. Round the clock. There's you know, maybe stuff. when you're home <laughs> sleeping. Rest safe. The no-name bookie is up and <laughs> watching the gate. He's, he's, you know, there's stuff going on around the world right Listen, now, you know? I got a story about a no-name. <laughs> I used to be a roommate with a no-name bookie up in Green Bay who later got busted. Oh, he was yeah. my roommate. Yeah. And I would come in at 2 o'clock in the morning after I'd been out, you know, partying. Yeah. yeah. Two, 3 in the morning. He'd be sitting at our kitchen table in his pajamas. Figuring stuff out. Yeah. Scratching his head where he was going bald with papers all over the place. Oh. Yeah. Well, we got the no-name bookie on the line right now. Good morning, no-name. Hey, Tommy. How's it going? I'm doing just fine. Danny and I are here, and we're wondering, uh, what's the hot pick for the Kentucky yeah, Tom's, Derby? Tom's trying to figure out how to win a lot of money without spending any money, <laughs> <Yeah>. as usual. <laughs> That's the Tom way. That's yeah. right, Tom way. So what's the, what's the hot pick? I like... Uh... Bellings two top ones, and I like the ten and the nineteen. Okay, now when you say ten and nineteen, that's their starting position. Yeah. Okay, so his two top ones, and then uh, and well, how, do you know what the names are of those horses? Uh, not offhand. Not offhand. Where does Belling? Does he put these online for yeah. for us yeah, to look at? Go on Belling's website. He'll yeah. have mine. Belling Belling dot com. So yeah. so okay. So like not when your son won last year yeah. on his four picks. How much money did he have to pay to win five grand? He didn't. He didn't bet that much, Dominic. I don't think it was did he? About, uh, I think no more than one hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, no more than one hundred and twenty. That's not Belling. A, Belling's not, predictions. Okay. Here okay. We here we go. No name. He's got the two top two. What all are, fishing, all has, hunting, all that time, <laughs> like John used to say. Yeah. Has a horse, uh, horse number fifteen, McCracken. Yeah, McCracken. The McCracken. I like it. Yeah. Then he has horse number eighteen, Gormley. Gormley. McCracken yeah. and Gormley. And then third, 17, Irish War Cry. Irish. And 13, J Boys Echo. Yeah. J now, now Boys. no name, uh, it, it, doesn't it depend, too, if the track is muddy or soft or what? Doesn't that play into oh, it? Oh, yeah. Look at yesterday's, uh, yesterday's Kentucky Oaks with the girls. Yeah. They had a one-to-two favorite in there. The track was muddy. That horse never even hit the board, man. Really? What do you mean All didn't hit the board? It never got first, second, third, or oh, fourth. Oh, didn't okay. place. Didn't even nothing, huh? huh. No, and that, that Superfecta paid eighty-five grand. Wow. wow. That's picking all four, right? Right. Yeah. So some horses are more adept at running in the muck, yeah. mud. There's maybe a stronger. Yeah. Yes. Kind of like the NFL running backs, the old flat-footed yeah, runner can yeah, run on the wet yeah. field, whereas the others so, couldn't. So you're going down this morning down to Pottawatomie to place our bets, right? Right. All right. Yes. Well, I wish but us... I'll tell you, Tom, uh, you were saying a $30 exacta. With 20 horses, the minimum that exacta is going to be is 150 That's the minimum. Really? Yeah. So we should do okay for... I should do all right with my $12 bet? If you hit it, yeah. Yeah. If I... <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks, and I'll talk to you later, No Name. 
All right, we'll see you, Todd. All right, here. Bye. Yep, see ya. It doesn't you look know. like it's going to be a messy track today. No? No, they said uh, minimal rain. Track will be fast. Track will be fast. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good for the for good the favorites. For the, that's good for the fast horses. Yeah, for the favorites. But yeah. if it's not... Then it's not the good for The horses that uh, are good in the rain are looking at Lee. Well, do they actually have ones that they say these are good yeah, mud runners? Yeah, good mudders. They call yeah. them mudders. Like good mudders? Yeah. 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 It's way too much research. There's yeah. There's a lot of research into yeah. this, yeah. That's why the no name bookie, he's up all hours of the night checking this out for, for us. I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if any of the horses are on the take, if they can be bought. <laughs> no, this run real slow. <laughs> the oh, it's the jockeys. Yeah, not oh, the, the horses. Jockeys. jockeys, yeah. They must keep those guys hermetically sealed in a mayonnaise jar so no one can get to them to on try and buy Nose them. Porch. Keep yeah. A, yeah, keep them because otherwise people are gonna buy, you know. They'll <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta win. Give him a gift certificate to the short and <laughs> the short and little thin. Sh- the short and little <laughs> oh, store yeah, they, for the rest yeah. of their life. Yeah, they're about five foot right. nothing. Yeah. Hundred pounds. Eighty pounds. Yeah. Yeah, Tom, you could yeah. go on a diet and be a jackie. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I yeah, I need a Clydesdale. <laughs> I need one of those big horses. <laughs> here come here come the Budweiser. <laughs> here, comes, here comes Tom Newbauer on the Budweiser. On a Clydesdale. <laughs> the Clydesdales are looking a little ever, little winded. <laughs> hey, did you ever have, have you ever ridden a horse? You know what? I hate horses. <laughs> you never rode one? Yes, I did, yeah? and it was the last time too. I I do not. I I rode them twice, and I if they're Don't walking, trust those sons of no, guns. If they're walking, it's fine. But as soon as they start trotting, uh, part of a male's package keeps slamming on that saddle, and and it's very painful. <laughs> you know, I got that when same they're problem. Trot, when they're <laughs> when they're trotting, you know, and it's bam, bam, bam. So, oh God! I you know this is happening. Lord. Spencer Lake Bible Camp up in Wapaka, there was a, a dog, a dog. There was a horse thing where you'd, they, you'd go down this trail in, in a field <coughs> by the woods. Mm-hmm. And I was on it with my younger brother, Tim, and we must have been, I don't know, nine, ten, something like that. And all of a sudden, somebody got in front of the uh, horse and picked up a piece of wire off the trail in mm-hmm. front of the horse. And the horse spooked. And took off like a bat out of hell. Oh, no. That's not good. And the guy's going, pull back on the reins. Pull back on the reins. Well, no kidding. What the hell do you think I'm doing? I'm only at like a 9 or 10-year-old kid. <laughs> I'm putting all 45 of my pounds. You know, you know, I wasn't the power yeah. lifter that I, that I later became. So I couldn't pull, stop that horse for anything. And then this guy got in this real fast horse called Shadow, ran up alongside and grabbed the reins. And stopped the horse, and I thought, I'm never getting on one of those lousy sons of guns again. And the same thing happened to my buddy Coleman from Madison, because he had the same thing happen at the same Bible camp where probably the same goddamn horse took off running with Mm -hmm. him. I don't trust him. No. The chicks love horses. I don't know what the deal with the horses and the thing, but they love horses. Horse and carriages. Yeah, they They also want to ride the horse. They just want the carriage behind it. Yeah. Well, they Is that also, what they want? Oh, they want to get married, you mean? They like also the love romantic, our... romantic yeah. type. Well, I'll do that. I'll yeah, go in whole, a carriage, Paris. The whole, was it Cinderella thing? Well, that's another oh. delusion women have is that whole... The, then they marry, you know, like you guys, and their delusion is mm-hmm. their bubbles popped. Yep. No wonder. The little girls are set up for disappointment from age three on. They also love our sponsors. 
which are coming up right now at this commercial break. So we'll be right back with more. No more Kentucky Derby talk except for mint juleps, which are terrible. Uh, we'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back. Welcome back. <clears throat> Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors coming to you live from the Bait Mate Fish Attracting Studios. And Tom, today is a day when our the anglers can get out there yep. and use their Bait Mate Fish Attractant. I got up this morning, looked out on beautiful Pewaukee Lake, and uh, even in the dark at four in the morning. You know, I get up and do important show prep at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, use the bathroom, go back to bed. Kind of, yeah. well, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I prep waiting to use the bathroom <laughs> until, you know, things percolate and I'm ready to. So anyway, I looked out the window uh, while I was percolating and I looked out and I saw there's lights out there near the Already, little scrub. Huh? They're on, by the little scrub island yeah. on the far east side. Mm-hmm. That shallow water area is always a good early season musky. Mm-hmm. Dave Olson, big old, got a big one there years ago. I remember him and his kids. 2005, the first day fishing with my boat, opening day, I got a 47-incher with a client mm-hmm. out there. Um, well, you know, we so should... They're in the shallows <clears throat> there. And we should talk about that. What what What's a good strategy? We can go through all the different species of fish, like with muskie. What's a good strategy springtime? Strategy, well... They're I, coming off a of spawn, well, so if they're I'm in on, post-spawn. If, if, on P, if, on, if I'm on Pewaukee... I'm probably going to concentrate primarily on that east end. Mm-hmm. And you can get into some east end areas that will be weed choked in a month or two. And uh, you can catch them in shallow water and uh, working like, uh, actually, the 47-inch the of the guy got years ago. He's just twitching a power probe, mm-hmm. actually a little twitch bait yeah. type thing. And uh, I've done well on little bobby baits in the mm-hmm. spring. And also, you can they're kind of like bass, too, sometimes. You can go along piers in the yep. shallows and uh, catch muskies, maybe not monsters, but 36, 37 inches laying under a pier. And mm-hmm. you go twitch a bobby bait past them, or a buddy of mine did well years ago on a baby suic, and they can come roaring up and grab it. Yeah, this is the time of the year when, you know, everybody reads about, you know, go small now instead of big. And and that it lends some truth to it, you know, small twitch baits, you know, the like the six inches or whatever. Because, uh, you know, after the muskies spawn, which they've done, so now they're in post-spawn. And they're still in that shallower water, like on Pewaukee's East End, right. but any lake that has muskies, you know, going go in those shallow areas where the muskies tried to spawn, let's put right. it that way. But the thing is, is they're still hanging in those areas, and what are they feeding on? They're feeding, feeding on those small bluegills that are coming in now, small bluegills, small crappies, you know. They're coming in now, so their food is present for them, right? So if you go with something that's Four to six inches, uh, little twitch baits, little bucktails, uh, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, you should do really good. Yeah. I've, I've done well. If you got a light chop and you can get a little, you know, get a bobby bait 
jerkbait kind of yeah. dancing up yeah. and down in, in kind of a light chop. Mm-hmm. Years ago in a tournament, uh, it was a May tournament. It was the uh, one of the WMTs. Uh, that was one where my partner, Troy Woodrow, who's probably listening online somewhere in another state right now, he, uh, he partied the night before, so we didn't start till 9. Mm-hmm. But I went out by uh, Taylor's Bay, and I was working a jerk bait, in the you know bouncing up and down in the waves, long cast, but not a Bobby. A, a good one that's worked for me in the spring is a big old Bert. And mm-hmm. they, I got a big orange Bert. Yeah, yeah. And this forty-three incher comes swooping up and nailed yeah, it at the yeah. end of the cast. It was pretty yeah. cool. Just hammered it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, the advice would be go to an area where a shallower water where the muskies might have been spawning or trying to spawn on our area lakes. And then work some baits that it maybe aren't real big, but as soon as they start hitting walleyes or bass at the side of the boat, then you might as well go to the big stuff. Yeah, but otherwise, I, you, know, I, you know that whole yeah. small bait thing. I've thrown those. I I went I went in and threw small Rizzo tails and mm-hmm. all this stuff. In the all I ever got was bass. Yeah, well that's nice the thing. bass too. This is the thing you're going to catch if you're fishing at shallow water with these type of baits. You know the five six inches. You know right. Right. You're going to catch some bass, too, some now, big ones. Now, yeah. another yeah. another good thing to do is go out with some small uh, live bait. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what uh, Mike Kep likes to do. He likes to, you know, get get a bunch of lines out and go work. He'll work that whole east base mm-hmm. and heading towards the Narrows mm-hmm. and Taylor's Bay. And mm-hmm. and uh, one year in particular, he got like half a dozen muskies, I think, mm-hmm. opening day. He was out there with his daughter and her boyfriend, and they were all out there. Mm-hmm. And they were really snapping, grabbing a small live bait. So that's that's another yeah. uh, that, another thing a guy can do. Where do you hook live baits? Well, there's a bunch of different rigs. Um, you can go to any tackle store, Greg, and you'll have different quick strike rigs. Probably the standard one is to put some kind of a small little hook, kind of like in the lip of the sucker, and then a little uh, then a treble alongside the side of the body. Now a lot of people are using circle hooks. Yeah, for baits that are and I've under... Ne- I've never caught anything on a circle hook. Probably because I've never had a muskie grab it when I've had a circle hook. You know, you think your circle hook, you're going stealth, Tom. It's less mm-hmm. rigging. So I get this big floral carbon. Randy Reading had a bunch tied up, but Gene tied mm-hmm. them up for me and Randy years ago. And uh, maybe if Randy's listening, he can call and tell us if he ever caught anything on those circle hook rigs. I think he was going to use them for pike, too. But you got the floral carbon, which is supposed to be invisible. You got one circle hook, so they don't have a bunch of hardware, you know. So you would think that would be more of a stealth yeah. mode. And I haven't really had them grabbing I've, it at all. I've never caught anything on a circle hook because I've never used it. Well, that would probably kind <laughs> I've of explain. I've never used that. But yeah. with the circle hook, you're supposed to just start winding, and the yeah. hook comes and then lodges hooks in the corner of the mouth. Yeah, you don't really give it a hard hook set, you know. And no hook just, set whatsoever. Just, just start whatsoever. reeling Kevin in. Kevin Moore yeah. used to use circle hooks back in even mm-hmm. tournaments years ago. He'd use a spinning rod, and um, he'd just, you know, a big, long spinning rod, and he'd just start winding, and it would hook in the corner of the mouth. Yeah. And that should give people an indication on what to use for bass in the spring when you mentioned you catch some nice bass fishing for muskies in the spring, you know, after their spawn. That's because the bass... <laughs> are in pre-spawn, and we'll talk more about that after this break and after the gut report. It is now time for the 6.30 update with Greg Janik. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. 
get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Vimar Cheesy Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, you know, one of my favorite ways, Danny, to make panfish, and let's face it, a lot of people are catching a lot of panfish right now, or any kind of fish, really, for that matter, but I really enjoy this method. <clears throat> now, what I like to do is a 50-50 mix of, you take your favorite coating. Now, I, I happen to like the legendary Northwoods. You might like Shore Lunch. It all depends, uh, whatever your favorite coating is. But you go 50-50 with your favorite coating and cracker meal. Half cracker meal, half of whatever, okay? of Like I said, I like to use uh, the legendary Northwoods. Some people might like the other one, you know, the Shore Lunch. Well, anyway, you go half and half. First, you put it in the egg and milk wash. Then you dunk it in your half and half mixture of the cracker meal and, and the other type of fish coating. And then you just fry it in oil. I, I don't know. It, you, you get the crunch, plus you get the flavor of the stuff that you bought. I mean, it's a really good way to go. I mean, it tastes really good. I like it. My family likes it. And I hope you will like it, too. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And by Discount Liquor, where, you'll, where you will find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. You know, Danny, the thing I didn't mention is that when you are frying fish and a lot of people already know this, but you don't want that temperature to get above 350 degrees. Otherwise, you can burn them. You know? Really? So you don't want it super-duper hot. Because yeah. I think I've done the 375. Yeah, sometimes you can go too hot, and then they... For you, frying now? Yeah, for frying, yeah. Well, how do you regulate temperature for frying other than well, 1 through 10? Basically, yeah, if you got a... Basically, if, if you have a, a thermometer... That'll tell you what your oil is at. You know, oh, you, you can, can stick do that. a thermometer right yeah. in oil. Yeah, you can. You can get a special oh, thermometer. Oh, I never for knew that. that. But otherwise, what I generally do is I don't put it on high, like on number ten. You know, I, I kind of keep it on you that get it number kind of seven. Sizzling. And I put it on that number seven. Didn't yeah. some people used to like spit in it, and if it cracked, no, then don't it was spit ready in it. <laughs> no, you take a little. Uh, just a dab, a, one drop of water, and if it starts spitting water out, yeah, you know if it's you're good up north in Canada, or, you spit in it. No, no, you don't spit in it. <laughs> Nobody ever died oh. from that, man. Oh god! No. Speaking of dying, I'm not, I'm not gonna eat your fish now. Wait a second, <laughs> you're spitting. <laughs> Wait a second. Speaking of dying, yeah. <laughs> if you go out in the great North Woods, your odds of dying are getting higher all the time, and it's not timber wolves, Tom. What is it, Danny? Ticks. Yeah. There's uh, another type of a uh, disease. Yeah. Disease besides that, Lyme disease. Besides yeah. Lyme disease, that these ticks can have, mm-hmm. and uh, it 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 can be very bad. Isn't it primarily in the northeast of the country, northeast area? In Great Lakes. Yeah. Which and it's, last time I checked, we're right next to oh, a Great Lake here, Tom. Oh, I thought it was that now other one. Was, well, it's more prevalent in New York, New Jersey. Yeah. I, yeah. But it's moving our way, right? Or am I thinking about some other deadly hospital fungus that's in New I've been reading about all kinds of stuff. There's a fungus in hospitals now, which is, I think, is New York, New Jersey. Oh, geez. Yeah. So that's bad. And uh, But ticks. And now they're talking that this year for ticks and mosquitoes, Tom, could be nuts. Yeah, it could be a bad year for it. It could be a very bad year. So, like, man, anytime you go out, 
you're going to want, in the woods, you're going to want to wear long sleeve. Shoot, I remember I went uh, jogging a couple of years ago uh, along a trail out by Waukesha, or as Al Shook would say, Waukesha County. And I came back, and there were a couple of ticks on the back of my hairy calves. There were, huh? Mm. Yeah, and I didn't even think I'd gotten into any any kind of a thing. So you're really going to have to mm-hmm. watch it this year. But there is another disease other yeah. than the Lyme disease. So the so the bad thing is is uh, the, the ticks. You got to nope. spray yourself up. You got to keep the pants legs uh, like a rubber band around the bottom of them or something. You know. And uh, I guess the white long sleeve shirt that, that white footed mouse, the deer mouse or whatever. Apparently, there can be a bunch of ticks if there's an explosion of these mice. There's a bunch of ticks. Oh, they're feeding off of those little mice? I guess. And oh, and then they can, uh, you know, I'm not a tickologist, but, uh, yes, you got to watch out for the ticks. Now, for taking a tick out, I think they say take a tweezers. Mm-hmm. And pull it gently. And pull it and just kind of hold it. Yeah. Isn't there another thing, though? Do you, you can some people put, said put them underwater or something? No, some pop- people said you put, a, like, a, a cigarette or a match behind them. Well, that's what my them. dad, it, as a but, kid, that's what mom would do. Yeah. She'd light a match, and then right away, as soon as it went out, put it on the back end of the tick. And they're supposed to back out. They yeah. did sometimes. Yeah. They didn't always. Well, when you're pulling them out with the tweezers, you, well, the reason I said gently is because I you had one want... on my leg one time. Yeah. And I pulled it out too fast and hard, and I didn't know it at the time, but the head of the tick stayed underneath the skin. And what had happened was it formed a calcium deposit around the body will react to it, you know. Yeah, you'll have a bunch of probably and, white pus around and, it. Well, there. it wasn't pus. It was just a hard calcium deposit that formed around it. And over the years, uh, I, I mean, this happened 20, 30, yeah, 20-some years ago, and I would keep, like, digging at it with my nails, you know, yeah. pulling out. And I still have the brown mark where it was, but the head eventually over the years is gone now. But it was a, you, like a little lump in did there. You like you know? pick, pick it out. Of yeah, there I eventually. kept picking, kept picking. I didn't realize what I was picking at, though. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't realize, but it must have all came out, and then there's just a brown spot. But yeah, you got to pull them out gently. You don't want to leave the head in there. And apparently, yeah. uh, I think I read as well. You want repellents with the DEET. Yeah, that I keeps them the away. The DEET is what kind of keeps yeah. even the uh, ticks away, as well as the. Uh, mm-hmm. As well as the uh, mosquitoes, mm-hmm. which unfortunately, I guess there's going to be a ton of mosquitoes. Yep, yep. So we're in trouble there. So later on today, though, Tom, yeah, one of one of our lucky listeners is going to have a chance to win a prize package from Baitmate Fish Attractant Coleman Insect Repellents right now. Is it right now? Yeah. Well, when we come back from break. When we come back from break, yeah. we're going to be doing the horn schwaddle, and, and they can pick whether they want something with DEET or without DEET. Or they might want some, you know, twenty-five, fish forty, hundred percent DEET, yeah, and fish attractants. Yeah, but we need a caller to play the hornswoggle at seven nine nine twelve fifty. Call right now four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. It's easy to win. We'll be right back with more on twelve fifty AM and one zero five seven FM. The fan. Thank you. 
to the Midwestern Shooter Supply. Cutting Edge Outdoors coming to you live from the Bait Mate Fish Attraction Studio. And now we have our Hornschwaggle segment here where basically I'll make a statement. And if I'm uh, pulling the person's leg or don't speak, tr- I speak with forked tongue, don't speak truth, that's a Hornschwaggle. If I'm telling the truth, it's no Hornschwaggle. So we do have a, do we have a lucky contestant on the line, Greg. We do. We have Larry from Belgium. Okay, Larry. Good morning, Larry. Hey. All right. Good morning, gentlemen. Okay, so here we go. <clears throat> we'll start with fish. Fish. Walleye. Female walleyes typically mature in one to two years and are ready to spawn. Hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Uh, hornswoggle. It's hornswoggle. It's Very to, good. typically about four to six years. Yay. Am I doing the ding? Sure. Yeah, ding. Why not? Ding. Ding, ding, ding away. Uh, That's one, Larry. The bobcat and the lynx. Bobcat and lynx are the same identical cat and species. They just call them lynx in Canada and bobcat down in the States. Hornswoggle. What's that? Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Very All good. Right. All you right. We got a winner. winner. And uh, here, let's see if you'd have gone three for three because it's always good to go three for three. Uh, When dealing with game and fish, it's essential to cool them down right away because body heat and warm temps start the growth of bacteria immediately. Non-hornswoggle. Non-hornswoggle. Good. good. All right. Good. Well, we got your information. Oh, let's ask real quick. Yep. Okay. So your repellent from our good sponsors there, do you want something with DEET or without? Definitely the DEET. Okay, do you want like 25, 40, or 100% DEET? I'll do the 100. 100%. There you go. All right, let's get 100% DEET. Okay, let's talk about some flavors on these uh, on these uh, attractants. And the bait, mate, we've got uh, bass, crappie and panfish, a game fish, garlic and salt, catfish, walleye. Well, let's try the walleye. I'm heading to Ocano tomorrow. There All right, go. the walleye. Right. Okay, sounds good. We'll see. I'll I'll be emailing this out to our good friends out there at uh, Baitmate, and uh, they'll be getting your package out to you. So thanks for listening. Your listeners that have a uh, thing for O'Connell, we've been we were there a month ago. Did pretty good, but it's been a while. So it's been are you? Hey, tips. are you uh, <laughs> are you going to be casting or trolling? We're going to be casting. Okay, I was just kind of curious. Okay, yep. I've I've never done walleye on O'Connell. I've oh, gone. Man, it's a blast. Uh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, so you trolling? You trolling crawler harnesses or oh, cra- casting? No. Oh, casting. Yep. Yeah. What are you using? What are you casting with? Uh, the ripping wraps and the Kalen's, uh jigs. Okay. And really? and rubber. Really. This time of year, though, I don't know. Maybe live bait now. So we'll see. Well, you'll be trying them all, right? We'll be doing it all. <laughs> are you working? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. People got to protect their animals with the text too. Because they are bad. Oh, yeah. There's a yeah. there's a lot of things on the market where you can, you know, put on your animal. But, you know, Larry, I've been seeing some of those ads where they say one drop of something, put it on your dog, you know, and to keep the ticks away. But the thing is, is then, then they give all these uh, side effects that your dog might get. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, my God, it might get nausea, diarrhea, all these other things, you know. It's like, is it like Cialis side effects no, that they talk no, about? No, cause? no. So I don't know. what. Have you heard about what's good? I have a yellow lab, and uh, we give them a, it's actually ingested, and it's strong stuff, and it's probably not the worst, and but uh, Lyme disease will mess you up. Yeah. It's a, it's a horse of feet. I suppose you. if you go to your local pet store, so, they'll know what's good. So when yep. you give that, it, when they ingest that, is that 
supposed to keep the tick from going on their fur at all? Does it uh, exactly. get some... it's, it's in their bloodstream where they don't like to latch on. Wow. And okay. It's, uh, it's a once a month thing. Yeah. Like all right. Yeah, you're you're right though. It is important to protect your animals too, because yep. they're they're wading through the brush more than we are. Not for human dope. consumption. Yeah, I'm right. On that, so. All right. Well, good luck up in O'Connell, Larry. Yeah, thanks, man. All Take right. Care. See ya. Bye now. Good job, guys. Yep. Uh, you know, earlier we were talking about this time of the year, some tips on what to do, where to go on li- different lakes. We said we were going to get into bass next. Make it real quick and easy, Danny. It, you go into a shallow part of the lake where you you know where you think or know that bass are going to be spawning because right now they're in their pre-spawn, and a bait that works well at this time of the year are spinner baits with a Colorado blade because you're fishing shallower water. That doesn't mean you have to use a Colorado blade, but you can use the willow leaf with the small Colorado in front of it. But anyway, you you want something that's going to cover a bunch of water quick. You know you want to cover uh, you know a bunch of uh, uh, you know those flats that are in, 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 you know, adjacent to the spawning areas, and you want to be able to cover that water quickly, uh, spinner baits and buzz baits, those two will do the job. Yeah, and you just go through that water quickly. Find And if you do find a bunch of fish, either you keep using what you're using or then switch to the plastics, you know. So, But that's always a good tip. Spinner baits, buzz baits this time of the year in pre-spawn. Yeah. Now, are some of them suspended off, though? And some of the bigger females you, kind of suspending you, off where you some know, of the males are in shallower. Yes. Earth. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, yeah, the males will come in first. Although out at Pewaukee, I did see some bigger females in shallow. So, Well, that whole east end flat yeah. on Pewaukee. Um, it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere out there. <laughs> anywhere. And, and if you catch one, it's it's a good time of year to go out and catch mm-hmm. a four-pounder right. on a muskie bait. Right. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, the thing is, is when you're throwing these spinner baits, and I would recommend a three eighths ounce or half ounce spinner baits. When you're throwing those in that shallow water for the bass, chances are you could latch onto a muskie too. I or lost a pike. the biggest bass of my life. I lost on Pewaukee, right off Rocky Point East, because some people, you know, where where whatever Rocky Point can be one point, the other point, and yeah, anywhere in yeah, between, depending yeah. on who you're talking to. Right. But I was on Rocky Point East. We just worked off Chester Island, and I was throwing, uh, it was in May, uh, cold May rain day, and I was throwing a small Bagley DB3 mm-hmm. or DB4. And I was fishing with a buddy of mine, Jerry Worley, and he said, uh, you ever get any bass when you're throwing those Bagleys? And I said, no, never got any bass, just muskies. He goes, well, you would think that that would be a bass crankbait. You, you know, you think, mm-hmm. no... <laughs> Within an hour, I'm casting off the point there. Bang, I get a hit, set the hook. I got musky gear, and I go fish, and I crank it, and all of a sudden comes to the top, and I'm like, oh, it's just a little one. So it looked like a something like old. a small musky. <laughs> small musky. Yeah. You know, maybe 20-some inches. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm horsing the thing in, and 10 feet later, all of a sudden this giant bucket mouth comes out facing mm-hmm. us, mouth open, shaking its head back and forth, and we both on cue said, Big Bass. You went, holy moly. <laughs> and I must have tore, I torqued on it so much, yeah. I think I tore the lip. Yeah. And I think that's what happens with musky gear because there's not, no no forgiveness, no mm-hmm. give or anything. Mm-hmm. You tear that big wide lip, and then they shake their head, and they back that hook right out. Yeah. And it was gone. Oh. And I swear to God, that was a, the biggest bass I've ever hooked. It was a monster. The biggest bass I ever caught on Pewaukee. I won't tell you the whole story, but you know that little island on the east end in front of your place Yeah, that's there? where the boats were right. this morning. 
Well, I was throwing a spinner bait in there. This is a number of years ago. It ended up on a, in, on a cover of a magazine, as a matter of fact. Uh, and it was a 23-inch largemouth. I didn't weigh it, but, man, she was heavy. Uh, I mean, I didn't weigh it, but I'll tell you what. Was it pre-spawn? Uh, and I just did a Larry Smith. But, uh, yeah, no, it was it was in the middle of summer. Okay. She but was still just, should be pretty She was fat. just a big old heavy fish and uh, 23 inches long, and that thing had to be seven pounds. Had to be. Had to be. Had yeah. to be. It was just a monster. Right. And, uh, I, I mean, I didn't have a scale with me in the boat, you know, so. Right. You know, well, but, I, but I've caught six pounders, be five and sixers. Right. And this thing was <laughs> All of that and more, you know. So it was like I said. There's a and you know the the picture that was on in the on the magazine cover. I didn't have to hold it out, Danny. Right. I was actually my elbows. You can see my elbows are elbows are to the side. Right. So it's like right in front of me, and it still looks huge like that. You know how we all hold you fish know what? way out. I, I got I got something yeah, to say was, on that. What's that? On pictures, <laughs> people should not hold it all the way. Out. No, that's terrible. I know. I hate that. I because. Hate that. You can't even really tell how big the fish is. Well, you, I, there's pictures of monster fish that I really can't tell because they got it at arm's length and it fills the whole thing. And I can't really tell. I can take yeah. a 23 inch walleye and have it fill the whole camera. Sure. Yeah. So people have to learn to, okay, sure. Maybe you don't hug it to your chest. No. But you got to kind of find a happy medium of halfway. maybe kind of about halfway. So you get a perspective on your body, the fish. But not so distorted, and because there's people make big fish look small with pictures yes. that suck. Yeah, here's the thing. Think of this. Okay, one way is against your chest, and you don't want that. One way is your arm is extended all the way out. But if you bend your elbow, okay, bend your arm and your elbow so that right. it's like this. That you know that your elbow is bent. That would be a and good don't, length. That's don't a good have length. the fish sag like a sack of potatoes. That messes it up, too. Uh, you kind of want to get the angle of the tail, get the length of the body. Let the, let the, the oh, length on, of the on fish. On, like, muskie and pike. And, and fish. Well, even a muskie and pike, if you have the sagging belly, yeah, not good. No, I, yeah. there's a way of holding the fish. You can't put it right in front of the camera lens, you know. But then, you know what you see? Maybe a two-inch see You see a big hand, big thumbs, you know what I mean? You see a big hand in the mouth, and you say, well, that's not really that big because the hand is as big as the head, you know, so... Hey, we got to go to the update with Greg Janik here on 105.7 FM, The Fan, on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. We'll be right back with Dan and Tom with a lot more outdoorsy stuff. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.